0: KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Good morning. I'm Debbie Cruz. It's
1: Wednesday, May 10th. We speak with KPBS's Border Reporter about Title 42 ending tomorrow. That's up next, but first, let's do the headlines. Nearly all cities in the region failed to build enough housing for the growing population during an eight-year cycle. During that time, the state required the region to plan for nearly 162,000 housing units at four income levels from very low to above moderate. Lemon Grove was the only city that met its housing goals at all of those income levels. The county's two biggest cities, Chula Vista and San Diego, only met their housing goals for the above-moderate income level. The grand jury released a report this week that provides recommendations as the region now faces a bigger goal during the current cycle. The COVID public health emergency is set to end in the U.S. tomorrow. When it ends, doctors will no longer be able to prescribe controlled substances for addiction treatment through telehealth for more than 30 days without first examining a patient in person. Dr. Christian Ramers of Family Health Center San Diego says under the emergency order telehealth greatly increased access to addiction treatment medications.
2: Buprenorphine used to be more narrowly restricted. Um, And this is probably the most valuable and important uh, weapon for us against the opioid and overdose crisis to use to try to get people off of fentanyl and heroin. That's what's killing people, uh, you know, more than one or two a day in San Diego County.
1: He says they will find a way to get people these life-saving medications no matter what. California Senator Dianne Feinstein is back in Washington after a months-long absence. Feinstein hasn't cast a Senate vote since contracting shingles in February, slowing down Democrats' ability to push through President Biden's judicial nominees. The 89-year-old senator is set to retire at the end of next year, but some House Democrats have called for her to resign. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need.
0: KPBS On Demand is supported by The University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Title
1: 42 is set to end tomorrow, and a large wave of migrants are expected to flood the border seeking asylum, a legal right they normally have if they reach U.S. soil. Joining me to talk about this is border reporter Gustavo Solis. Welcome, Gustavo. Hello, Debbie. First, remind us what Title 42 is and how it came to be.
3: Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Title 42 is really a public health order that was issued by the CDC. Uh, The Trump administration began using it in March 2020. And even though it's technically a public health order, uh, we know it was never really about the pandemic. Uh, the White House officials used the pandemic as an excuse to implement Title 42. And what it essentially does is uh, Title 42 allows border officials to turn migrants away at the border, including asylum seekers, without really giving them the due process of uh, hearing an asylum claim.
1: And what is the situation right now with asylum seekers in Tijuana? Well, it's kind of been the same
3: situation that has been the last uh, three years since Title 42 was implemented. And and Tijuana's is full right now, right? There are between 10,000 and 16,000 migrants in Tijuana right now. The shelters are at capacity. And this is really kind of the backlog that Title 42 created, right? Like you shut off part of the asylum system for three years, people aren't just going to turn around and go home, especially if they're fleeing for their lives. They're going to sit there and wait it out. And this kind of self-made bottleneck is what we have to address right now.
1: And Gustavo, what's the plan for dealing with that bottleneck?
3: Yeah, actually actually reported on that a little bit last week and really just how frustrated Tijuana officials were with lack of information from the U.S. federal government on it. And it hasn't changed. I checked in with them yesterday morning. Officials still don't know what will happen on May 11th as far as how many migrants will be allowed to cross and where. And the same thing on the U.S. side with San Diego nonprofits have no idea what to expect. The federal government has really dropped the ball on this when it comes to communication and working with nonprofits and advocates who are really going to be on the front lines, on the ground, processing this surge.
1: Gustavo, when people do get to the front of the line to have their claim processed, then what happens?
3: Well, I spoke with, with an expert on this, uh, Aaron Reiklin Melnick is a policy director at an immigration think tank in Washington, D.C., and he can explain it way better than I can. So he, here, here's how he did it.
2: The Biden administration has said that once Title 42 is over, they're going to go back to standard immigration law. And that means processing many asylum seekers under what's known as expedited removal which is the process through which people are given a credible fear interview. And if they pass that interview, then they're allowed into the country. And if they fail that interview, then they are subject to deportation. Now,
3: obviously, not everyone is going to go through this process. There are some exceptions for like families and and different individuals. And here, Aaron can, can explain it again here.
2: That means that there will potentially be thousands of asylum seekers in detention at the border going through the credible fear process. But at the same time, the Biden administration has indicated that it won't be putting families through that expedited process. And we know that due to resource constraints, there will not be enough asylum officers to put every single person through this system, which means that there will still be people who are released and given a court date um, to appear inside the United States.
3: Aaron went on to say that we should expect an influx of migration after Title 42 is lifted, but it will be temporary. Once the backlog is addressed, we should go back to normal migration levels.
1: DHS has announced policies that will replace Title 42. Can you tell us about those policies?
3: Yeah, I mean, they're a mix of policies. They aimed at addressing the backlog at the border, but also prevent more migrants from coming to the border in the first place. And to prevent them from coming, the Biden administration announced plans to open what he calls processing centers in Colombia and and Guatemala. These are places people can go to to see if they qualify for asylum without really having to go all the way to the border making that dangerous journey. However, there's no real timetable for when they'll open and what that will actually look like once they do open. Uh, The administration has also expanded some legal pathways for vulnerable migrants who already have family or financial sponsors in the U.S. And like I said, there's also plans to deter people from coming to the border in the first place. This is restricting legal access to asylum through what people have kind of unofficially been calling a transit ban. This would make any migrant who comes to the border without first applying for asylum in another country, ineligible for asylum here in the US. It's actually something Trump tried to do um and Biden criticized before he was president.
1: I've been speaking to KPBS border reporter Gustavo Solis. Gustavo, thank you so much for joining us.
3: Yeah, thank you, Deb. Really appreciate it.
1: Families who lost loved ones gathered in Mission Valley for Fentanyl Awareness Day yesterday. Organizers lined up pictures of young adults who've died from fentanyl overdoses outside the office of California Senate Pro Tem, Tony Atkins. They're asking Atkins to bring Senate Bill 44, also known as Alexandra's Law, to the Senate floor. The bill is currently in committee. It's named after the late daughter of Matt Capilouto, who says it's one way to turn his family's pain into purpose.
0: The reality is most victims will not get justice. Most victims are left for their cases to be handled by state and local uh, law enforcement agencies. And the reality is we don't have a single law in the books in California which hold these fentanyl dealers accountable for the deaths that they're causing.
1: Under the law, distributors would be given a warning to stop selling fentanyl. If they continue and it results in someone's death, they could be charged with murder. Coming up, how to get more people in the healthcare and childcare industry. We'll have those stories and more just after the break.
0: KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places.
1: Some San Diego nurses were in Sacramento rallying yesterday asking for help from the California legislature. Health reporter Matt Hoffman has more on what they're asking for. We are the
2: union. The mighty, mighty union. The mighty, mighty union.
4: About 500 nurses from across California are asking state lawmakers to help address a nationwide staffing shortage of health care workers. Some nurses from San Diego County hospitals were also in Sacramento Tuesday. Andrea Mior is a registered nurse with Sharp Healthcare. She's also president of the Sharp Professional Nurses Network. She and others are asking for the California legislature to invest half a billion dollars in community college nursing schools, something they say would help increase the number of graduates.
1: If there's holes in our pipeline, then we're going to see surges in unsafe staffing to coincide with those holes.
4: The United Nurses Associations of California also wants to see bills passed that make it easier for high schoolers to enter nursing programs and get students more on-the-job training. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News.
1: The child care industry is also struggling with not having enough staff. North County reporter Tanya Thorne says Palomar College has a new program that it hopes will help. Schools and child cares are looking for more teachers. So Mac has teamed up with Palomar College to launch a program that makes that search a little easier. Participants will be able to get hands-on experience and education, all while getting paid. Dr. Star Rivera-Lacy is the superintendent president of the community college. So the fact that it's an internship, it's being paid for, and even the tuition is covered, uh, you know, I would love to see more organizations take this approach because I think that's how we're gonna move the needle and we're gonna see a change. The program takes two years. At the end, participants can apply for an associate teacher permit and get childcare jobs. The deadline to apply is May 31st and spaces are expected to fill up. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. And before you go, if you haven't had a chance to make it out to the flower fields in Carlsbad, you're in luck. The attraction will be open to the public for a while longer. The field announced this week the annual display of color bursting blooms is being extended past Mother's Day to May 21st. Each year, Mother Nature transforms the rolling hills of North San Diego County into a spectacular and coordinated display of natural color and beauty. Have I convinced you to check it out? Just remember, you need to buy tickets online before you head there. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at KPBS.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Wednesday.
0: KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, shaping the next generation of data-driven problem solvers. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu.